Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. Today, I have another special guest. I'm bringing on Cam Knight, who is an author of many different things. He talks about improving your memory, concentration, communication, and product, product, <laughs> excuse me, productivity. Cam will talk about how to dramatically improve your brain's functioning by using several key processes. He covers a number of techniques from mental optimization, but focuses mostly on a profound concept called mind mapping. Now, within the interview, Cam and I talk about how to improve your memory in different areas. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. And I really feel like when we talk about in the interview, it really holds you back when you consider when you consider yourself saying, I don't have a good memory or I have a bad memory. Cam is going to say, that's okay, but we're going to give you tips trips, tricks, and suggestions on how you can improve your memory, covering everything from remembering names to what you've read and a number of different areas, all directed around improving your memory. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, Cam, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thanks so much for being here with us today. No problem. Thank you, Drew. So, Cam, today we're going to be talking about memory. We've got a lot of things planned for today's show. I'm super excited and and excited to talk about this subject. Before we get into any of those details, can you share with us who you are, what you do, give our audience a chance to resonate with you? Sure. So, my name is Cam Knight, and I'm author of about nine books, and I'm currently finishing on my 10th one, which I hope to get done by the end of the year. And I've been writing for about the last 10 years. And although I've been writing for the last 10 years, I've been around the growth and development work for a little bit longer than that. The reason I got into it is because, plain and simple, I just needed it. You know, as far back as I could remember, I had a very unquiet mind. I had a hard time paying attention, sitting still, organizing my thoughts. Just uh, my mind was just always running and racing. And it really affected a lot of areas of my life. Um, As you can imagine, it affected my um, work in school and as well as in um, at the job. And I hate to say it, but it also affected my personal and professional uh, and my personal relationships too, just because my mind was just all over the place. I couldn't be present. And so the last, uh, you know, 10 plus years, I've been on this journey just to try to get a better understanding of how the mind works to get a grip on the mind and manage this mayhem. And how do you find time or how do you make time for well, 10 books? That's a lot of writing. Well, a lot of it is, you know, as I'm doing my own work, I'm 
coming, I'm realizing things that are going on with us as humans or me personally. And so for me, a lot of content just naturally kind of comes up um, as realizations. So I make it a point to write it down. But it might be hard to believe, but majority of my writing, especially those 10 books, really were written in downtime, like on buses and while I'm waiting. And uh, in those moments where we just don't have anything to do, but we're kind of jumpy or wanting to be engaged with something. So instead of going to YouTube, watching videos or, you know, going into social media, I'll just pull out my phone. I have a note taking apps, actually several of them, and I'll just jot down my thoughts and ideas. Before we get into the show, I just want to mention Complete Truth Protein. This is a plant-based protein supplement that we've designed ourselves at Trueform. And the reason I designed it is because I felt like there was a need in the industry. Now, when I was traveling around the world and I had a, I literally had a tackle box full of supplements and products and vitamins that did a whole lot more damage than good. So when I started doing more personal training and fitness classes, people would ask me what types of supplements I would recommend. And I always say, eat food. <laughs> so that's why I've designed Complete Truth Protein around food. It's made with quinoa and hemp seeds. And one of the main benefits that it offers is improved digestion. So many of us deal with digestion issues on a regular basis. It also gives you a natural boost of energy. So if you head over to trueformlife.com slash complete truth protein, we have tons of more details, videos, recipes, and everything you need to get going in the right direction with a good quality protein supplement. Trueformlife.com slash complete truth protein. So what is your books? I mean, I'm sure they're all on different subjects, but give us an idea of some of the topics that you've written about over the last 10 years. Okay, so I've got a book on, I know I, I listened to one of your previous podcasts and you are pretty big on affirmations and visualizations. So I've got a book dedicated to self-talk and I've got a book dedicated to visualization as well. Um, back in the day, I was doing a lot of goal setting. And what I found was that a lot of the stuff that was written back in the day was really written for a mainstream audience. So the information was very surface level and they didn't really get into detail. So a lot of the goal setting and productivity content that I was coming across just didn't work. You know, it sounded good in theory, set a goal and, and everything magically will happen. But that wasn't the case. So when I started writing my goal setting, I was talking about the challenges that might somebody might encounter or the things that weren't being talked about. So that, that's what I put in. You know, it's funny that I, this just came to my mind because you're talking about speed reading. I don't like I read quite a bit myself in, in when, when, we're, when it's not in a crazy time, like during the holidays, for example, I try to read about a book a week, maybe a week. Right. And so I, I read quite quickly, but I don't read every word. And yeah, I'm more so skim that that might be one of your tips or suggestions, but that's what I've learned. But the thing is, is we were doing, we're doing some Facebook live videos and we pull comments onto the screen and I feel like, and I'm reading them out loud, but my, I'm so used to skipping words. It's almost more challenging now for me to read every word when I'm trying to read to the audience. Right. <laughs> so it's right. almost embarrassing when I'm struggling to read three sentences. <laughs> yeah. When I'm used to just looking at a, a paragraph and moving on to the next one. Okay. So then obviously skimming works for you. That's really great. I find that skimming doesn't work for a lot of people. Um, they're just not picking up a majority of the content. And what, what, what they are picking up, they tend to lose 
quite quickly. Yeah. I don't flip. Like I see some people that just skim down and flip, skim down and flip. I'm not quite that fast, but I, I do go, like I don't, I don't read the whole line and I don't read every word. I just kind of go through the line. So it, it seems to work for me. And, and I, I really enjoy getting through books in a more efficient manner, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, um, in this day and age, when we've got just so much content coming at us, uh, we need techniques to be able to get through the content much quicker. Though I do find that when it comes to reading, um, especially people who have, are really like avid readers, I know some people who just read so much, they love reading. And as much as they read, I find they remember very little of what they're reading. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, studies sh- show that we as humans forget as much as 80% of what we read, hear, or see within a few hours of reading, hearing, and seeing it. So that's not a few months or a few weeks or even few days, but within a few weeks. And I know that there was this, um, it all actually started back in 1885 with this German psychologist named Hermann Edinkos. And he came out, he came out with the concept of the forgetting curve. And this curve shows that how quickly information is lost if there's no effort made to retain it. In fact, um, memory is lost exponentially, hour by hour, until by the end of the day that we forget all of it. And so one of the things I teach people, people who read books, is to help retain is, is as soon as they finish reading a chapter or they finish um, even the book, to quickly think about what it is that you just read. So to go back and recall what were the points that were discussed, if they're reading like a self-help or a how-to book, what were the points that were discussed, what were the instructions that were given, why were they given that, Uh, why were those instructions given in what context. And just the act of just thinking about the material after um, receiving the material engraves that information into memory quite strongly yeah that's, that's a great great technique to, th- to think about like for me I'm, I'm visual and i'm also i need to be learning myself so if i get a chance if i read something or i get a chance to actually do it that really yeah. helps sink in and help me remember that what whatever it was i learned i'm sure everyone has different learning techniques but for me i kind of feel like i need to be hands-on if i learn something i need to do it right away or i'll forget yeah. it yeah and that's actually a good point because so we read, we remember about 20% of what we read or hear, and then we remember about 50% of what we see, and then we remember as much as 90% of what we do. Okay. Yeah. So um, one of the things I do tell people is to be active with the material. And active can mean a lot of different things. Um, if we're learning something as boring as like history, or for some people, history is exciting, but something that we're there isn't an opportunity to engage with it, we can still be active in, with it by taking notes with it. There's still uh, a physical play that's going on. And just the act of taking notes connects that information directly to the brain. But when we're doing a lot of um, working with instructions and advice and things where we're told to do something, the best way to retain it is to go out and do it. So if we're learning a new exercise routine, it's great that we learned it, but unless we put it into practice, we're, we might forget it within a few hours of learning it. Or if, you know, um, I've gone through quite a few of your podcasts and you guys talk about a lot of cool information. And it's easy to, after the podcast ends, just slowly start losing that information. 
So one thing a lot of your audience can do is after the podcast is over, just recall everything that was learned. But then try um, to make sure to put some of that into practice right away. Because as soon as they can put it into practice, the memory of that will be stronger. And then they'll be able to use it for longer. Just want to take a minute to mention Complete Truth Protein again. This is a protein supplement that we designed at True Form. We believe in food. We believe food heals, cures, and prevents. That's why this product is much different than your conventional types of products. Unfortunately, packed with chemicals, preservatives, toxins that our body doesn't know how to utilize, digest, and absorb. So that's why Complete Truth Protein can help improve your digestion and will offer a natural boost of energy. You can find more details at trueformlife.com slash complete truth protein. Yeah, great tips. I'm, I'm the same way. If I don't do it, I, I'm not going to remember it. So exactly, uh, it's so. nice to know that I'm not the not the only one. I kind of felt like I'm almost on my own. Like a lot of people can see something or hear something, and then they they'll remember it. But for me, yeah. I got to do it. Otherwise, it's not going to be stay with me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm the same way, Drew. Like it's all about doing um, to the point where I might not even be able to understand it until I do it. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to memory in general, I feel like many people are, are just kind of accept. They're like, I just don't have a good memory. And I kind of feel like that's almost, I don't know. First of all, that's holding yourself back, but it's also, you, I feel like you're cutting yourself short by not putting in any effort into having a good memory or remembering. Right. Can you share some thoughts around people that could just say, or would just say, like, you know, you hear it all. I'm sure you hear it all the time. Like I'm not very good with names, you know? Yeah. So could you share some information about that mindset, I suppose. For people who say that I don't have a good memory or they don't remember much or whatever, if you don't have your have a good memory, it, it means that your mind is working normally. Because as I mentioned, we forget about 80% of what we hear, see, and learn within a few hours. And unless we do something to retain that information, the information is going to be gone. And the reason we forget so much is because majority of the information that we come across on a day-to-day -day basis is just not useful. It's only useful in the moment. So majority of the information we come across the day to day, like I said, is not useful. So after we put on our shoe and after we've uh, finished our cup of coffee, such information becomes trivial. So it's important to have a mechanism in place that discards or forgets what's unnecessary. Otherwise, my, our mind would just become a cluttered mess. And then sifting through that mess would be extremely time consuming. And so if people say that they don't have a good memory, well, that's fine. They're not supposed to be able to remember everything. The key is that if there are things that we want to remember or your audience wants to remember, they need to do something to, to reinforce that information. And is there anything else we could do? Like, what if we're do, what if we're running or working out and we're listening to some different type of self? How, what, what do we do? What would we do? Stop or as soon as we're done, we would take some notes or sometimes having conversations around it helps me. What, what would you suggest? Yeah. So I think one of the best techniques and one of the simplest techniques is repetition. So it's repetition is simply repeating information that we want to remember. And a lot of people, when they hear repetition, are like, you know, they think of it as an archaic concept, or they think because they've already heard of it, it's not going to be useful. 
But repetition is actually fundamental to all learning. Um, the way the mind works is every time there uh, a memory is formed, it creates a groove in our mind. And the more we repeat information, the deeper those grooves get. And we can think of those grooves as like uh, a trail to the specific memory. And so the deeper those grooves get, the easier it is for the brain to reach that memory. So repetition is extremely important. And not only is it important in learning information, but any other technique I would give you, you would need to use repetition to not only um, to remember it, but to apply it as well. So I really tell people that repetition is the mother of all learning. So if we come across an important information, let's say you and I are talking and you say something that's really important, what I would try to do right away is repeat it a few times. So I might repeat it back to you. Oh, that's a really great advice, Drew. So you want me to do this and this and this, or this is very effective if I do that. And so that adds a repetition. And then I might just in my thought repeat it again. And I try to do that like right away. So it gives that memory opportunities to stick for the short term. And it might, you might not remember it, you know, until for another for the next 10 years but you'll remember it long enough until you can do something about it so after you have repeated it or after you've listened to the podcast or after the conversation's over to recall that information again so it deepens the group a little bit more and then to either write it down or to act on it or to use some other memory aids like associations or visualizations so, for example, with remembering names, I would I would tell people to go through uh, like a mini sequence of using. I would use people to I would ask people to go through a mini sequence of a couple of different techniques. So once you meet somebody, repeat the name. So if I if you introduce me to yourself, Drew, I would say, Hey, Drew, nice meeting you, Drew. And then in my head, I would say, Oh, I just met Drew, or this is Drew. And then in the conversation, I would try to bring up your name one more time or a few more times like, oh, so what do you think about this, Drew? Or what were your thoughts on this? And then when the conversation's over, I would say, hey, great meeting you, Drew. So in that short conversation, I repeated your name four times. And at least for the short term, it'll keep your name in, in memory. And then after the conversation's over, I will try to, or even later in the day, I'll try to recall all the people I met and the names of those people. But in between that, I might visualize the people I met. So I would picture your face, and then I would have your name on top. And I would kind of try to make the image kind of creative. So I wouldn't just say Drew. It would probably be in uh, like on a billboard advertisement or with flashing lights. I want to ask you about changing a memory. Now, I'm sure you've heard of this before. Many times in the past, things have happened to us. Like we feel like a victim or we feel, or maybe, who knows, maybe we were bullied as a kid or maybe our boss embarrassed us, whatever it is. Tell me how you would recommend going back and erasing or changing that memory. Wow. So I don't really talk too much about how to erase a memory, okay. but I, I do know a little bit about how uh, as we recall something, the memory of the event can change or how we perceive the event can change. So let's say we were bullied in school and so now we have negative memories of it. But then if we recall the event and kind of put some positive emotion towards it or a positive attitude, like, oh, well, yeah, this happened, but 
it made me a stronger person or um, for, because of this, it led to something else that was positive. Then that memory will be re-encoded in, in, not, in, a, in a not such a destructive way. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, so let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about what I heard or read this one time. And sometimes I read all this stuff and don't remember exactly where it's from. So I can't tell you who it's from, but it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to steal anyone's teachings, but right. I'll just run through it real quick. So, but when you have this negative memory, usually our negative memories are, uh, they take, they're, they're longer, they're, they're slower. You know, like, so if you have a memory of like a sports game, it's like a flash. Like it was so much fun. It went by so fast. Or you went to the amusement park and you're flying around the roller coaster, whatever it is. Like these things go by fast and they're enjoyable. And then if you look at things that were embarrassing, let's say, like it could be seconds, but it feels like you're standing there <laughs> forever. And so if you, we look at the, do the two different memories, we could kind of exchange one for the other. So I could feel like, like when I was a kid, I didn't like school at all. And I felt like I was embarrassed by teachers and such because I didn't feel like I was very smart at the time. I just want to mention Complete Truth Protein here once again before I let you go. This is a protein supplement we designed ourselves made with quinoa and hemp seeds, also maca and stevia. We have two different types of products. They both have tons of health benefits. You can bake the original bag you can bake with. It's perfect for gluten-free flour. If you're celiac or gluten intolerant, we have tons of recipes on trueformlife.com which include raw protein balls. People absolutely love these ones. We have pancakes, cookies, muffins, all healthy, all clean ingredients. Dorothy puts these together for us on a weekly basis. So if you head over to trueformlife.com, head over to the recipe section. We have all kinds of recipes on how you can use Complete Truth Protein. It's also a vegan and raw product. So if you have any intolerances or if you have any issues with digestion, this will definitely help you out. Once again, that's trueformlife.com slash complete truth protein. Now, that's slow. That's long. And like the colors aren't, the colors are dull. They're not exciting because I don't want to remember them and they weren't fun. So if I take that and look at something like a sports event, I really like sports events. So I take that and I kind of switch places with them. And then, um, some, wh wherever I was reading this said that you, you make things more fun and exciting. So, so if I'm in the classroom, everything's bright and colorful. And now the teacher that's yelling at me or embarrassing me is dressed up like a bunny or has a clown nose on. <laughs> yeah. So it, so it becomes less serious. It becomes less emotional. And now we speed it up. We speed it up because before it's so slow, I feel like I've been being embarrassed for 20 minutes and it's 30 seconds. So you speed up that memory. You can run, you could run it forward. You can run it backwards. And then I, and then the emotions around that are different. And that's, that's what I've done sometimes in situations. And I feel like it lightens those memories and doesn't make them so detrimental to my, I suppose, being an adult and moving forward in life. Yeah, that's actually interesting you bring that up because it's a, it's a psychological trick that is actually used in therapy quite a bit. Yeah, having patients uh, go back uh, to a memory that was painful or that kind of caused uh, a negative belief and then replaying it just the way you did it. Um, brightening it up um, and the speed is key like speeding it up whether it's forward and backwards and adding some sort of a comical tone to it like goofy going <laughs> you know things <laughs> you know things like that 
Or if there was a bully that said something mean to you, imagine the bully saying that same thing in that goofy voice or in a different voice. Because that mean thing wasn't the, the actual words, it was how it was said. You know, it was in that angry, demeaning tone, like putting you down. But then when you replay that memory in that comical or humorous thing, it kind of changes things. And so, um, yeah, so it does, in a way, reshape that event. And so we can move on. And uh, it doesn't kind of hold us back or weigh us down as negatively. Absolutely. Again, before we wrap things up here, is there yeah. anything when, when you work with a, a client or someone comes to you, what's one of the first things or maybe what's the, one of the easiest things that could impact their lives? Maybe in, our, in this situation for our listeners that could be like, wow, Cam knows what he's talking about. I need to, I need to start working with them. <laughs> okay. So the biggest thing when somebody comes up to me, especially as it relates to memory, is they're always like, oh, I have such a terrible memory. I can't remember anything and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, of course you have a terrible memory. Just look at the way you talk about your memory. You know, how we talk about our memory is going to create that outcome. As you know, it's the power of affirmations. And so our our thoughts lead, guide our decisions and actions. So if our thoughts are, our memories are bad, or I can't remember anything, then it's going to guide us to not pay attention as much. And because we're not paying attention, we're not taking in the information. And since we're not taking in the information, we're not recording it. And because we're not recording it, we don't have memory of it. So it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy or feedback loop that happens. So if we just talk to ourselves better about our memory and people can just use it as like a create like an affirmation script that they can do over and over. Like I have an excellent memory. I remember everything that I choose. Uh, my mind records any information that comes at me. And even to this day, I have a set of affirmations I do. And one of my affirmations is I have an excellent memory. Just because I know how important memory is, because I know it really affects all parts of our lives. Like it, it affects my ability to remember a conversation, to remember an advice, to be able to write down the ideas that, that are coming, that I've coming up into paper. And so just using self-talk to change the direction of the act, my decisions and actions helps me remember more. And then it becomes a positive feedback loop. So over time, I'm able to remember more. So when I say that positive self-talk, my mind is like, oh, yeah, you do remember well. And so that affirms it even more. And it starts changing my beliefs at a core level where I'm just naturally remembering more without the need for these techniques. The techniques are great, but if we can just um, change our beliefs, then the mind is motivated to remember a lot more without the use of external devices or uh, suggest tips and things like that. Awesome, Ken. Yeah, big believer in affirmations. I think they could change your life if you allow them to. Ken, we do have to wrap things up here. Can you let us know about where people can find out more details, anything you have coming up in the future, where they can find your books? Sure. So they can go to mindlily.com. That's M-I-N-D-L-I-L-Y.com. And on my website, I got a lot of free resources, uh, free reports for improving memory, even concentration. And if they sign up to my newsletter, they can get a free book called Triple Your Reading, Memory, and Concentration in 30 Minutes. Wow. And then I'm, yeah, and then I'm finishing up a book called Concentration, Maintain Laser Sharp Focus and Attention 
for stretches of five hours or more. And that book should be done by the end of the year and hopefully should be out by the first uh, month of the new year. Awesome. Well, good luck with the books and congrats on all the ones you've already put together. Yeah. That's amazing. I'd like to write, I'm working on a new book myself, but um, I'll tell you about that later. But okay. that's fantastic. Happy to, uh, happy to hear you're, you're doing so well with all your content you're putting out. Clearly, you uh, have some great ideas for us to learn. So really appreciate what you're doing. All right, great. Thank you very much. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and sticking around till the end. Love that interview. So many takeaways. And I, we haven't really talked about, as long as we've been on air, we haven't talked about memory, improving your memory. And I think sometimes we feel like it's too challenging or too difficult, or some of us feel like we're stuck and we're like, oh, I just don't have a great memory. That's all there is to it. And we don't feel like there are things, action steps we can take to improve our memory. And talk, Cam talked about it through the entire show. We went back and forth and talked about the things that we've learned individually and together and some of the things that we work for work for ourselves so again i hope you realize that there are things that you can do to improve your own memory and that it doesn't have to be that challenging it could be really simple steps like reviewing or thinking about the show maybe 10 minutes after you listen to it and doing some of the steps taking action for me it was always important for me to take action and actually and actually do what i've learned or i have to do while i'm learning otherwise i don't remember everyone's different some people can watch some people can talk i need to do it and uh, that's my personal preference so maybe for your memory it's a bit different and maybe you haven't found out what can help your memory improve so you need to guess and test and figure out what that may be to help you improve your memory i'm going to leave you with that regarding the show all past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com so if you ever miss a show you can always go back and check out past shows there we also have a free app that you can download on any apple but excuse me any apple device so download our show and take us with you wherever you go sorry download our app and take our shows with you wherever you go and then don't forget about trueformlife.com that's our main website where we do more meal planning recipes grocery shopping list and at home workouts if you need some help getting going the right direction we can definitely set you up once again thank you so much for being here that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew tadia in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.